Stage one tank pressing for flight. T minus 15 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's uh, June 5th. It's Friday night. And uh, got Diggler on the other line, so let's bring him in. Get this party rolling. Before we get into uh, the show, I'd like to just say this is the new ad spot uh, of the podcast. And today... It is Skagit Architectural Millwork Incorporated up in Mount Vernon, who's the proud sponsor of this show. Uh, so let's just get back into it. People should be greeting me. I'm yeah, talking this, my wife in my hat. Kiss my hat. This, this is your captain speaking. Hey, you better listen up too, damn it. This is your captain speaking. Perfect. I like it. Now, are you drinking anything? Keep your hands off up. Keep your hands off the uh, flight attendants, please. Yeah, yeah, please, please, no uh, touching. Don't of, be the guy we have all the feds in on. Yeah, please don't, don't be the guy the police come on the plane for. Don't be a creeper. Uh, golf today. Put up quite a number. What's that? Said so I golf today. Put up quite a number. Oh, well, did you play nine holes or 18? Played 18 at Jackson. And, dude, the fucking. I shot 101. 100. Well, you always got pool. You, you can always play pool. Yeah, I, my pool game is definitely better than my golf game these days. That's for sure. Anytime. What's that? So my golf game or my pool game is way better than my golf game. Well, so is mine, and I've been doing golf my entire life. T- tells you how fucking hard of a game it is. Well, dude, it's like I tell you what it's it today was the fastest round I've I think I've played in twenty years. Oh, you don't care if you're going to shoot one hundred and one. You play, but well. Both of us had carts, okay? So, like, I had a cart, Westy had a cart, and um, we're flying around, playing in a twosome, and that's it, because that's all they'll allow. So who, uh, who are you playing with, Weston? Yeah. Nice. What issue? 103. Like, we were pretty close. Yeah, yeah you tried to throw it. Dude, he hit some good drives. I was pretty impressed for, you know, someone that's been through his back injury that he's had to go through. I mean, fuck, like, he hits the ball decent, man. He hits it straight. That's all that matters, you know, is uh, our both of our short game just suck. Like, okay, playing the short nine, greens, the practice green versus the actual course greens. The actual course greens are fucking pristine. In comparison. Wait, they won't the actual course greens? The course greens were awesome. Well, they had temporaries or no? No temporaries. So they would have like a hole cut, oh. hole cut with like a little piece of foam that filled up 
70 percent of the cup so you don't have to reach your hand in you just pick up the ball yeah you don't touch the flag stick all sorts of weird things yeah there's no touching of the flag flag stick so it works pretty good out there i mean we didn't hardly talk to anybody i mean it was just us the whole time probably the grossest thing is like to think about is like the cart itself you know so hopefully they're doing a good job of cleaning the carts but other than that dude why would trust anybody else you should just bring a uh, bottle one of those one of those containers of the, the wipes yeah you should just put everything down it's like when you go to the gym you're gonna trust somebody that put their you know that they wipe down the equipment properly after they've done some uh, chest press no you're gonna wipe those handles off yeah we talked about that before like I mean I go back to the fucking gym like I'm not <laughs> I'm not fucking trusting any i mean i never trusted anybody before to wipe down the fucking elliptical you know after they sweated on it for an hour you know i mean shit dude you just i mean no you just got to take your personal hygiene cleanliness in your own hands and just fucking wash wipe that shit down even if somebody wiped it down i'd still rewipe it i don't trust no better it's really weird though like i mean i go to jujitsu class and that's like there's no avoid touching other people. There's no avoid getting touching each other's sweat. Like I mean, you're in a t-shirt and shorts, like wrestling. I mean, seriously. Well, there's a there's a certain time where you got to have trust out there, but you also got to know that if you feel sick, you just don't go out. Yeah, no, I mean, I, for the most part, I trust my teammates, except for there was one guy. I haven't seen him since, and there's always one guy isn't there. No, there's one guy, he, he's he got tape all over his arm, and I'm like, you okay? Like, I mean, like, you nursing an injury, like, kind of question? And he goes, no, he goes, I'm just getting over a ringworm. He goes, don't worry, don't worry, it's not contagious. I'm like, the fact you got to put tape on it and cover it, and then tell me that, like, the fuck? I mean, I didn't get ringworm after that, but I've had ringworm before. It's basically just a rash. Do you think you get it from touching him? Yeah, it's contagious. But he was, he was telling me that he was pat. Do you trust him that he's pat that? I don't know. I mean, like, and the tape, like, comes off when you train. Like, there's no way to keep fucking tape on around your arm, like your forearm. And then you start getting sweaty. The tape comes off. And, like, people are, you know, constantly grabbing your arms. So, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's like a, that's a guy, that's a guy, like, that's like a guy going to the uh, grappling. And he's just getting over jacket, but he's still scratching his nuts as he's fucking mounting you and fucking rubbing his ball sack all around. I mean, well, that's just nasty. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing jujitsu at all, like you should shower before you come. But I know that that's not always the case. You know, like some people are coming straight from work. You know, like they were just around. Think about this now. They're around hundreds of other people during the day. Like maybe in a cubicle, maybe they work in retail, coming in contact with, you know, 50 plus people. And then they're getting on the mat with you and then sweating out whatever they've been through through the day, plus their own bullshit out on you. It's kind of gross to think about, but. Well, it depends what you do. It's like with me, I think about that shit because I have no problems taking a couple, two showers, maybe three showers a day. I don't care. I would if it made me feel cleaner. But I found when I go out in public, I just layer up. I have a base layer that's full-length sleeves, and I have a T-shirt. Then I got my hat, 
work backwards. I have to put my mask on the whole time I'm working at the warehouse. And uh, no, I just I just bust ass. I kind of avoid people, and you know, everybody. If anybody's talking to you, they're talking to you with a mask on. So I mean, I feel kind of pretty clean on that aspect because if anything come in contact, it's going to come in contact with my sleeves. So as soon as I get home, I just take my shirt off and throw my shit on and kick back and relax. But I mean, yeah, you got to worry about other people. Some people are just, they don't take care of themselves well. Yeah, no, seriously. You're trusting someone else to have not, I mean, I know people that will just not fucking shower for days and then they'll go do stuff. And it's like, what the fuck? Or you smell like shit from like way the hell over here. Dude, I don't know what it is, but I have to shower every day. It's just a part of waking up. Kind of refreshes you. Yeah. You know, but I I have to shower every day. And if I don't shower, I feel like a bum. I, I've never been a bum, but I'm assuming this is what a bum would feel like if they didn't shower. Like if I don't shower for two, three days, which I've done a couple of times during the current quarantine. I don't want to do anything around the house. I don't want to work on anything. I just want to sit around and be lazy. Isn't I'm this, like on my third thing of Netflix, you know, series. I've got to binge that shit to win. Isn't this the time you should be showering the most, though? Yeah, well, if you're just locking your house. I, I shower all the time now that I go out to public. I shower all the time. But when I was originally just locked in the house and I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, you don't know where your dirty, you don't know where your dirty cats have been. Yeah, I do. They were laying next to me because they've been lazy the whole time. They've been looking at me. During the whole quarantine, they're, like, staring at me, like, when are you going to get out of my house? Like, they're insulted I stayed that long, so they're, like, trying to stay longer in the bed. They're like, oh, I'll win this fight. I'm like, God damn, he's here 24-7. What the fuck? Dude, the cats don't go outside? Well, they do now that it's warming up. But they kind of do their own thing when I come out here. They hang out on the porch. They uh, may crawl around to the other yard or shit. Might go in the backyard. My cats stay pretty much around the house, you know, and then they come back inside. You don't know. You don't know. You don't, know, you don't know where those dirty cats have been. They've been out there fucking. I see exactly your, they've been where your, they are. They've been to your neighbor's house. No, I see Binky, he'll be, like, gnawing on a piece of grass. I'm like, great, he's going to puke that up in about 20 minutes. And then I see fucking Choppy over here, you know. He likes to sit in, he likes to sit in one of the, uh, I got a lawn furniture set, set up on the front porch. Okay. And he's got, he's got a nice little chair with a cushion and a pillow. He jumps up on him and just chills out. And if it gets too cold, they will go inside. But, dude, they hang out at the house all the time. Any uh any new activity on on your block? Uh no, but we did have the uh, protests. So I go down Sixth Ave area. Um, I guess a couple of buildings got broken into or windows smashed. But I think we talked about that last session. Yeah. Uh, or that might have just been when we t- we uh had just to talk about the show, but uh. Now, just about that. <clears throat> now, I mean, what do you think about it? Well, I read, did you hear about there's some unarmed fucking guy? I don't know if he was white or black, but there's something happened in Tacoma. 
it's like been there's been like three unarmed black men since the the George Floyd thing. Like I guess have happened in Tacoma. Tacoma is one of them. A white guy is walking around planking off somebody. I don't know what the story is. I just heard that on the news earlier today. They were saying something about like there's been three more similar, you know, police, you know, flexing their force a little too much, especially with these riots going on. I mean, like. There was been, I saw the fucking New York police drive through a fucking crowd. I mean, like, for real. I was like, whoa. People got thrown. Anyway, it just fucking wild shit's going on. I think everybody needs to just stay the fuck home and think about their health first. You know, I mean, we don't want to, oh, because of this guy's death, everybody got out and protested and got the world sick again. I don't know. You know what I think they need to do? The people that are trying to do the protests, I'm totally on their side, and I want their message and voice to be heard, but their voice and message is not one of violence and vandalism and looting. It is, yeah, what? It is equal. It, so, but, but there's other groups that have gotten, have been kind of just in the crowd, and then they have caused this. So what the BLM needs to do, in my opinion, in the protest for, for, for that murder, is that they just need to chill out for a couple, three, four days, reorganize and make sure that the people that are marching with you, somebody in your group knows them. I hear, know, I hear, I hear this is going to be the worst weekend of protests this weekend. This coming June sixth, June seventh, it's fucking. Well, well, don't leave out. Don't leave out the following weekend. It's 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 progressives want to progressively make things worse. So <laughs> it's going to progressive. It's going to get progressively worse. I mean, you know what's going to happen is that this is going to go on. People are going to start being at work, and so you're going to have employees and customers in these buildings, and it's a lot harder to riot or loot a place when there's eyewitnesses that work there. Well, you know, tell me. I, I think some of the best things we could do is actually get businesses open so they don't need to stand guard in front of their businesses. They can stand at attention for customer service on the inside. And if you allow the police just to walk with the protesters and not interfere, but walk alongside of them, and as long as the protesters respect the cops, the, that way the cops are just guiding them to wherever they want to go, but they're making sure that, you know, there's not going to be any damage, you know? But and, tell me why, tell me why in Tacoma stores are getting vandalized, like, over the past couple of days. Like, I mean, really? Like, I mean... Well, 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 no, the ones that, like, hit around the area where I, I work in Tacoma, they didn't hit us, but they hit around the stores. Right, we talked uh, about the car toys and, and they, the... Yeah. But it was a group of probably about 10 to 15. So certain groups break off, and while there's a protest, and the cops are distracted during a protest, looters and, you know, take advantage of situations like that so they can go get what they want. Yeah, you know, I that's, mean... That's the way I look at it, because the protesters are marching together, and they're talking in a unified voice, and then you got these 
little groups that jump out and then loot something. And the whole reason they're able to loot is because the main focus is the safety of, of the group. And you've got a lot of nervous cops that are like, you know, cops, cops don't know how to enforce anymore. They don't know what's right or wrong, you know. They don't know how, you know, everything offends everybody anymore, you know. So it's like if the cops do what they legally are on paper allowed to do, they could still get thrown in jail. So what would you do if you were in that situation? I'd almost just, I wouldn't lay down my, I would just say, hey, I'm not going to bust anybody, but I'm going to walk with them. That's all I can do is support them as a, as a things, public servant. Things like this make it harder for cops. Yeah, it totally does, but you got to rely on some of those organizers to know the people in your group, to know the people in the protest have people accountable. It's all it's all a tier thing. You gotta have somebody who's control head of the group and then it also breaks down to where because sometimes when those protesters sometimes a protester will get in, inflamed and another protester will be like, Hey, bro, let's kinda keep it together. We're here for a reason. I know you're upset, really upset about something, but let's keep focus on we're here and let's not let's not give other people an excuse to think that we're not marching for the right things exactly and i think that um you're right they should just give it a couple days off you know i mean shit give it a couple days off and refocus you gotta you gotta you gotta regroup you gotta call in your leaders you gotta and you know they have a network of people that are are running these different protests in different cities to say hey we need you to get together where it's a peaceful protest because protests, protests, in my opinion, work fantastic when they're peaceful. Because the message has already been sent. But the more you damage, you're only damaging shit you've got to repay for. It. I know. Everything they're damaging, we're going to have to repay for in some way. The prob- the biggest problem is, is like we've got people that don't have jobs. They've been out of work for months and months and months. And... You know, some people are living off of unemployment. Some people are not. Some people are still working. So you've got a very strange variety of, like, experiences happening where these people that haven't worked in months or have, like, they're getting tapped out on money. They're moving in with, you know, family and shit like that. Like, you know, those people are feeling pressured. You know, maybe you got a couple kids, you know, and you got to feed them. Like, you got no job. Maybe some of those Maybe some of those people that were your, that lived right down the road from you that own one of those businesses that somebody just torched. Yeah, and now it's never going to reopen again because it's just too much to rebuild because they haven't made any money in the past three months. You know what I'm saying? No. Some of these businesses may ne- never, ever come back. And to be honest with you, the flip side of that, that means a lot of businesses are going to be up for sale. Well, the weird the weird thing when these protests happen and, and when there's parts of the protests that break up to uh, looting and stuff like that, you know who always survives are the big corporate companies that spread their losses throughout many states. Walmart, um, anybody like that. Um, but, but who really suffers are the mom and pa shops that are just some neighbor in your town that runs a you know shop and now you destroyed it and it's like you're not 
you're not hurting the big man. You're hurting the little guy you thought you were trying, you know, the guy, the, the guy that came from where you were, he made something of, of a success of himself, owns a little store, and now you just torched it. That guy's not. How are you hurt? He's not coming back in business. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just not coming back into business. He just, he just lost his life savings. If someone if if they looted Mr. Lee's, he'd probably come back. He'd probably board that shit up and come back like years later. But that guy practically lives there and works there. Him and his son. You know, I mean, it's not like they're rich. You know, they're just. Doing a job. They own a corner store in my neighbor. They own a corner store in my neighborhood, and I like to go there to support them. He didn't. Mister Lee don't speak a lick of English. He don't at all. But we know how to communicate, and he's cooler than shit. But I go there because he's in my neighborhood. And he knows. I want to support him. Yeah, he knows you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, every time I go in, I love I love walking, especially if somebody's at the front counter. Because sometimes I'll. I'll hear somebody trying to give him shit because he doesn't speak a lick of English and a lot of times I'll walk through the door and you know I'll just look up and I'll be like hey Mr. Lee and he hi uh, yeah (laughs) you know and I walk straight back to my course light section grab my shit normally when I get back up there you know he's trying to finish up he's waiting for somebody to do something I got a coffin coming up next to me Jesus better pull out that gun Dude, I literally got a possum that's in the, uh, I might have to relocate. I got to make sure I got my smokes. Danny's going to get attacked by a possum. Well, live no. I live mean, on the show. The they normally hey, walk fucker, around get off that. They go the other way, but. See, the thing I'm is. He's trying to be a little noisy. Now see, he's walking away. See, I think we should, that we should have a show where we just put you in a situation and over the phone, you just kind of tell us what the fuck's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could have a show with you at Top. We could have a show with you, like, say you're at Taco Thursday. Do you think it's ever going to be packed in that bar again for Taco Thursday? I don't know. Oh, yeah. One day. I, th- I, I know. I think every, I think I actually talked to uh, Kenny about this. I might have talked to you, but I think. I think our uh, our independence is going to be taken back on July 4th. When I believe that people are going to get comfortable and go out to the Taste of Tacoma, if it's still going. But if it's not, they got to run the Freedom Fair. And that's always on Rustin Way. And I bet you a ton of people are going to go down there. There's going to be quite a few people with face masks on. Everybody's going to have gloves and shit or hand sanitizer. But for the most part, everybody's going to just have a good time. Do you think they're going to have music down there? Like, do you think it's going to be the normal Freedom Fest we're all used to? Or are they just going to have just... Who knows, but, but people people want to go out. That's one thing you can't deny. People want to go no. out, and whether or, not, whether or not you facilitate it or not, they will go out and party on their own. My tea time... My tea time was at six six thirty seven a.m. today, and trust me, there was enough people out there to make a convincing point here that people do they'll do anything to just get out. You know, granted it was Friday, whatever, but um, I don't know. Friday morning, 
States. It's usually not that busy you at a golf course. People are usually working. You got to, people, people aren't as scared as how we originally were supposed to be scared. And the one thing you got to remember, hey, like, like, uh, Gonzo says, none of us are making out of this thing. None of us are making it out of this. We're all going to die of something. You might as well die from something. You might as well enjoy it while you're here because you don't know when you're going to die neither. It's true. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being worried about this coronavirus all this time and you go on a bike ride on your bike tomorrow and you've been safe this whole time and you get hit by a fucking car and you die? I mean, you're so worried about the coronavirus. Maybe you thought you might have had cancer, so you're going to go in for another uh, uh, second opinion on that. And then all of a sudden you're just riding your bike and you're thinking about the coronavirus. You're thinking maybe you got cancer, maybe you got whatever, maybe you got something else going on. Maybe your wife's divorced again, and then all of a sudden you just, bam, you get hit by a car, and you're like, well, your problems are all solved. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not doing anything about any of them. You don't have to worry. The good thing is you don't have to worry about anything. bad thing is you're dead. Yeah, I guess you don't got to worry about so, anything so, when you're dead. No, so it's one of those things while you're alive. Why are you so worried about so much? Why, why are you uh, worried about the things you can control, the things you can't control? Yeah, be aware of them, but don't don't stress out about them. Why is Daniel son? Good about it. Why is Diggler son? Uh, uh, you break ice. You break ice. Wax Catch car. Fly Wax car. Dude, the best Mr. Miyagi line he ever said: "Catch fly with chopstick." <laughs> and, and Daniel son sitting there, and he goes, "Okay," and he and he's trying to click these chopsticks together and try to catch a fly. First time he's ever doing it. This is like Karate Kid 3 or whatever. And Mr. Miyagi, and he's talking to Mr. Miyagi, and they can't catch a fly. And he goes, Mr. Miyagi, how, you know, how often do you catch flies? And he goes, wow, oh, very hard, very hard. Doing my whole life, never caught one fly. But I will catch flies. And so he's like, I catch flies. And the funny thing is, is that Daniel LaRusso, he has a beginner's luck, and he catches a fly within, like, the next 10 seconds. And he goes, oh, look, that's you, man. Yeah, I got a fly. I got a fly. And he goes, ah, oh, beginner luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. That's the wisest guy that was ever. Mr. Miyagi was the wisest guy ever. Oh, you, you weren't a karate kid? No, I'm just saying, like, all right. I mean, I don't know if he was the wisest guy ever, but he's pretty wise, I guess. I would think, think about how wise. Think about how wise he was. Daniel Larusso went to him in the first movie, and he goes, "Hey, I just need you to teach me to fight. Will you teach me to fight?" He goes, "Okay, but I want you to paint my house. I want you to uh, paint my fence, build me a fence, paint my fence, and then uh, I want you to wash my cars." Remember? Yeah. So he had him do all the chores around the house, and Daniel was like. You haven't taught me shit. I've been washing all your shit, but the way he was teaching him is the technique. He's like, "No, you only wash cars this way. You paint fence this way." He's also building you up, know. building up like just, "Hey, can you do some work strength? Can you have a little mental discipline and get a job done?" There's a reward but for this you. Is this is why I think Mr. Miyagi is the wisest, because after he taught that guy, he got a painted house. He got a 
fence built and a painted fence, and somebody washed all of his cars. Not a bad deal. He is very wise. He paid nothing. Paid nothing. Paid nothing. Oh, you charge her too much for labor. You do all for free. Hmm. I teach you karate. Very wise. Karate. I teach you. I don't know, man. You heard they did a spinoff show of that. The Karate Kid? Yeah, it's called like Cobra Kai, and it's when Daniel LaRusso is older. He's like in his mid-40s, 50s. He owns a car dealership or some shit like that. And the other guy that was like uh, his nemesis, Sweet Delay, Johnny. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Sweet Delay, <laughs> well, Johnny. He went through... So I guess during the story, it shows that he really didn't do anything successful, but he kind of was helping this kid who was getting beat up, and he got talking to starting his own dojo. So he started dojo at a peaceful thing, and it showed like he all of a sudden turned into the Mr. Miyagi, and Daniel LaRusso turned into the cocky guy because now he's wealthy. You know, so I heard it. I heard it's a good show. I want to see it. I wonder how they play those characters. I don't know. I've never seen it, but uh, I haven't watched the Karate Kid never. movies in a long time either. So, like, if you, I don't know if I'd. I don't know. I don't know if I'd I watch it. I, you know, I wouldn't want to watch any of those things because, like, you just start kind of. You know, like that shit's not real. You know, like some some of these things that the writers just write in there. Like, I mean. No. You know what? You know what? You're exactly right. That shit ain't real, but you know what? That was when movies were real movies. Like, they didn't really... They didn't worry about, like, uh, actual detail to, like, kicking down a door and running in with a SWAT team. It was kind of fun to watch. Before they used, before they used to have uh, leads, like, they would hire somebody from a SWAT team and teach all their actors how to walk into a room and patrol it. What if you, you know? what if you had a podcast dedicated to watching old movies and Googling shit? Oh dude, I think you would learn more about our history than you do in the history but it'd be very interesting. Movies, like can movies 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 actually control our history. Because it's artistic, you cannot you cannot, government can't tell you not to do a movie. But if you watch the right movies, you can hurt, listen to our whole history. It's amazing. It is interesting. So what I think is interesting about, like, these podcasts in general is, like, you have a chance of recording a piece of history. Now, it's just, who the fuck are Brenton Diggs? But, like, basically, we can go back on this for reference. And you know what's really wild is my great-grandparents, when they both passed away, I was like, I got, was able to meet them actually when I was a kid, but like they died when I was like 10. And uh, they would record themselves on like a 45, like out in like, they called the fucking Davenport or the fucking, you know, it was basically a smoking room. They'd just drink gin and fucking smoke cigarettes and play cards and they would record themselves talking about whatever they were talking about. Man, it'd be Both cr- your grandma grandpa played cards? Oh yeah, everybody played cards back then. And um it'd just be very interesting they, to hear oh, what they were talking about. 
and they they uh, drink gin. Oh yeah. You know, that's one thing that always happens. No matter what generation you grow up in, you do things that you find entertaining with close friends. You uh, enjoy a couple of intoxicants, whether it's alcohol or pot or whatever. And uh, if you're lucky enough, you record it because some of those stories are pretty fucking cool. Could you imagine <laughs> 60 years from now? Because everything on the Internet stays on the Internet. 60 years from now, some kid comes across our podcast and goes, dude, listen to these guys. They'd be like 100 years old right now. Listen to these guys. They went through that. Can you, through that corona thing? Can you believe that Diggler guy, guy's just on a, a phone, not a... How shitty the voice quality is for Danny. <laughs> That's a telephone he's on. <laughs> oh, everything will be integrated. It'll be with a, with a Elon Musk. You're going to have a little chip in your head anytime you want to talk to somebody. You're going to have the best sound because the chip's right in your head. You're probably going to have a speaker built into one of your two. He said you wouldn't have to talk. Yeah. No, but I think I I think that's something we would probably keep around for a couple thousand years because I wouldn't want to just look at you and just you know what I what I'm trying to say because maybe I'm pissed off at you. We're roommates. You didn't do the dishes, and I see you, and I want to say something, but you're in a bad mood. Probably not a good time to bring it up. But you just automatically sense that I'm pissed off and stop the dishes, and you're like, Jesus Christ, I'll get you. I don't want anybody to be able to know my thoughts exactly what I think I'm I want to be able to think if I want to say them. you know what I mean right that's like the art of communication I guess well the thing too you want to be able to come up with any good comedy skits because most of the times you bite your tongue it's something really funny it's like oh I should write that down or you should just say it say it on the podcast then you can Look back one day, find something that makes you laugh, and you just fucking. There you go. I can't. I can't. I. I hope I'm ninety and some guy. You know what we should do is we should uh, put like comment sections available on on our thing, so we could actually maybe read a couple and read, talk about their comments. I think we should just start a Twitter account, and then people could tweet us, and we can read the tweets back and forth. That'd be easy. I'll never I'll never get on Twitter. But people do. That'd be the easiest way to do exactly what you're saying. Okay, well. We, we can get on Twitter. I'm just not going to tweet anything back. That just, I just can't. I'm not a tweeter. You don't have to be. I mean, like, fucking, if there was a thing you could just read and you can see what people are saying, you can bring that to the podcast. You don't have to tweet. Well, what you should do, put a Twitter account for us look at some of the tweets, bring them up during, that'll be like, bring up three tweets a day. That'd be a good little thing. Three tweets a day that we go over and, and analyze what somebody else's point of view is. I think That'd it'd be, be cool. I think it'd be kind of cool to make a phone number, you know, so people could live text us or um, uh, maybe call in. We're never going to have live text. At least not for the foreseeable future, but what we're going to do is listen, because we remember all of our shows from the past. 
somebody can tweet in about our show from the past and we can re-bring it up. Yeah, I think... We um, bring it up we talk about what we meant or what we were trying to convey. We could have a guest call and leave, like, leave a voicemail question thing. That would work. I could set that up. Yeah, but I don't want to hear any Karens. We don't, we, 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 don't, we don't have to play every single one. We can delete the Karens. I don't know if I'd want to delete them all because some of those Karens are pretty funny. You might want to follow, up, we, might want to follow up that if, Karen. If you want to do that, you could, but the thing is you would put it over the uh, sound and I wouldn't be able to hear it on my side. Well, the trick is we listen to them before we do the show. Or you tell me what it says and then you play it and I and I heard it before the show and I'm like, oh yeah, that rock. Yeah, well, I mean, we can we can select the best ones. I don't know what anybody would call in about. Like, I mean, I mean, I'd like to. I think there's a lot of people out there that listen to us and kind of have opinions after we talk. I'd like to be. And I would like hey, to their opinion. We should have another guest on here, and if you listen to this podcast. You call this number, leave a message. You could be the guest. You could be the guest. And you could be the guest. I like that idea. We could call them at like at 2 p.m. that day, just kind of see if it's okay and they're okay with it and kind of see what they want to talk about. Because see, if someone you know? if someone left a voicemail, then, I kind of I get an idea of um, what they sound like, kind of what their tone is. Yeah, Either way, I'd, how about you pick them out, I'll call them, and I'll just kind of, like, see what they want hey, to talk about. Hey, this is Diggs. <laughs> this is Diggs. This is Captain Diggler. Captain You ready to get high with tonight? And, uh, uh, no, but just almost give him a quick interview real quick and, you know, just call you up and say, hey, this is kind of what he was feeling that he was kind of talking about. And, and we can think about it for 10, 15 minutes because we're going we're gonna to talk to each other 10, 15 minutes before we call them. We kind of set it up, we call them, and then we talk for 45 minutes. It'll be perfect. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd give a lot of crowd uh, uh, interaction with the crowd uh, that are putting the time in to listen to it. Yeah, I think uh, we should play around with that idea. I like it. Well, the thing, too, is that people, people that are willing to listen to what we're talking about, they probably agree on us on some level, and they see a different way of handling certain situations. And I'm always, it, it's like if you've got a better way of doing a job, let me know. If I can save myself an extra 15 minutes an hour, that's like gaining two hours at the end of the day. See, we're all observers of this world. So, like, when we talk about shit that's going on, you know, on TV and fucking in your neighborhood, down your block. Uh, Dude, if you got, a better, you got a better way of thinking something through, whether it's a social issue or whatever, let's talk about it. We want to hear what's going down on your block. So, sure. we'll give out a phone number. I don't know. I don't have anything, like, formal set up for this show yet, but we, you know, I just wanted to see if get any bites and there's we're, there's people out there that listen to the show so we'll keep doing it we're gonna throw, we're gonna throw it out there we're gonna set it up and we're gonna respond yeah i'm surprised um you know we get listeners from all over the place it's starting to become more of a u.s type of fan base because like we were getting some weird ones like from 
I'm not saying it, you're weird because you're from Spain, but like we're not from Spain. We don't speak Spanish. So it's just interesting to see where the listens come from. Uh, one benefit of Sound SoundCloud will tell you that. But uh, ever since we've been on iTunes and Spotify, it's been much more of a U.S. base. I like that. You know what I like? What do you like? I like I like women with British accents, like Kate Beckinsale. Mm. Oh. We got some listeners in the and, UK. And then some Spanish accents, like uh, Selma Hayek. Yes. You know, that, or, but, but the thing is, I've always wondered, because we have American accents, I guess. I don't know what American accent is, because I've always been American. But I wonder if there's any country where they're like, oh. Those guys with those American accents. No, yeah, there is. It's called the UK, uh, fucking no, Australia. You think I like us? Now listen. I can see Australia kind of liking us. I had a buddy of mine move down to Australia, it, got married, had two kids. No way. I'd like to. Yeah, go, he used I'd to, like to go visit. Assistant, he used to be the. He used to be the assistant pro over at uh, Stanway. Well, I don't you know. probably know him, Brian probably. Wealthy. Say it again. Brian Wilsey. He was there Wilsey. probably when you yeah. were at Wilsey. Yeah, he was around. Yeah, yeah he was pumping. He was pumping iron with Danny Patnode. Oh, and really? They all get and he met some Australian girl, and she goes, "Why don't we move back to Australia?" And he goes, "Let's go." Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I, I th- I've. Uh, I actually got a hold of him on Facebook like three weeks ago and caught up with him real quick. I'd like to try it out. Australia? Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could see myself living there forever, but maybe I could. I don't know. I've never been, so it's it's. You think about. I'm just saying where you live I'm now. Just saying for me, I'm just saying for me, it's accents. If a girl has an accent, even when she's mad at you and she's pissed off and she's yelling at you and telling you why you're an asshole, it still sounds sexy. Then, I'm just saying if a then you should move. If American woman gets no, if an American woman gets mad at you and she yells at you, you're just like, God, you sound bitchy. But if a Spanish girl does it, you're like, Oh, I don't know what you just said, but I think we should go to the bedroom. Yeah. I don't know. Um you go somewhere else and you've got the accent. That's that's how that works. I I think I think that would uh I, I think I found the cure for about thirty percent of the population. What what cure to what? If more women unstrung their pussy uh strings, their chaps would be felt a little bit. I bet you a lot more of those guys would be like, man. I'm exhausted. I don't need to go riot. Yeah. See that. Have you ever thought about that? If more people, like society, if more people are getting laid, they're probably everybody's cool, everybody's chill. But if not too many people are getting laid, what happens? Everybody gets angry. Things get bu- things get together. built. Things get done. Things I, get built. I think. I think when. I think when people are getting laid productivity increases, everybody's happy, or most people are happy. And I think when nobody's getting laid, 
for activity goes to a zilch, and people decide to burn shit down. So in my opinion, I think I think uh, there's less people getting laid on the left than there are on the right. I don't know. They're pretty liberal on the left. Yeah, but you don't got any committed relationships. I think it's very important about being in a committed relationship. I mean, would you want to bang a girl that's banging four other guys? Not with this pandemic going around. No, I mean, you don't even want to wrestle with somebody that, you know, who won't take a shower. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm really not that much of a germ- germaphobe, but, um, you know, I mean, you can get some shit, that's for sure. I mean, these there's these poly, what do they call them, polynamorous, poly something relationships. Basically, they're just an open relationship. And uh, these people are just fucking whoever they want, but like, oh, but you and I are together. But, you know, that's okay. You know, you had someone else's dick in your mouth, like, a couple hours ago. It's all right, you know? I mean, come back. Come have dinner. Let's go to bed and fuck again. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, hey, honestly, for a guy, if a girl wants to do that, that for us guys that are single, we can be like, yeah, sure, if you want to do that, that means I can just, you know, tip my toe in your pool for a little bit, and when I'm bored, I can do something else and not feel any guilt because you're doing it already. I mean, if you can set those standards up from the beginning, I can see how maybe that would work, but I've also met people that have been in those relationships, and they're like, uh, it's fucked up. So kind of going back to what you're saying, you know, if you're in a relationship or you have, it makes a difference. Well... I mean, the only stable relationship really is a committed relationship because you're there whether or not you're thick and thin. And I think people get divorced way too way too much anyway. Like 20 years ago, I thought it. Now they get divorced like, you know. It's like an 80% divorce rate. When the, Oh, dude, when the styles change, they're like, oh, my husband doesn't fit my style anymore. I got to trade him in. Trade him in. You know. And keep and, ha- and keep thing. half of his shit. <laughs> well, women women only go upward. Women are women always date upward. Men always tend to date downward. So the more up women get, the less of a options they have. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I mean, it's definitely tougher. It's tougher men too. You know, I mean, shit. Like, I mean, we we don't have the option of like seducing a man for all of his money. I mean, we could, I guess, seduce a woman for all of her money, but it's not someone we'd want to be with. And I guess depending on who you are, I mean, I don't know, Danny, you're going to, you're going to date, you're going to date someone your mom's age. That's 80. Neither, neither married one of us and are, gives you all of the money. Neither one of us are Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. Neither one of us are Mel Gigolo. There are a few out there. I don't know. But, I don't know. I, I, I can be I can be sometimes. Deuce Bigelow. You are a slut. I should I should put you on a page called Renagent and just like have a select few guys that I I got I got one guy that'll wrestle you. I got another guy I could have Jim on there, old dirty man Jim. He'll spank you. 
He'll 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 let you do a line of cocaine off of his butt. Off of his butt. <laughs> well, parts. I'm running you guys out. It's not like uh, I mean, God. if anybody's getting any of those, you know, any cocaine, it's the client. It's not you guys. You guys are on the clock. Well, um, you know, I mean, what could I offer? I could just offer girls to pull my hair. Pull your hair. Pull my hair. See, yeah, I got a lot of hair, so I could I could be the guy with a lot of hair. Old man Jim could be the guy with all the pills, oh, and I could God. be the serious episode, And you could be the wrestler. Yeah, you like to get. You like to uh, be controlled, dominated. No, you gotta you gotta let her dominate you. You gotta act like you don't know what you're doing, even though you've won championships and you're in, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember it's the client. The client's always right. So you can't let the client lose. You gotta let the client win. It's like, it's like, it's like playing a game of golf with your boss. Well, I mean, you normally let the boss win unless he shoots 103 and then you're like, sorry, I wasn't going to shoot 102. Yeah. I, shit. That was our round today. Fuck. 101, 103, not good. Hey, at least you guys got it done quick. Three hours, baby. Doing it again tomorrow at 7.30. As long as it's the, like I always say, you got to go through pain, you might as well make it as quick as possible. As long as the weather holds up, you know? I mean, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. But I'm outside. Oh, it rained on us. It rained to what? It rained a shitload on us on the way home today. Yeah, going through uh, South Center area and stuff. And it was hey, you know what? Rain a little bit today, but it stopped. I'm outside right now. The owner of the company showed up at our uh, site the other day. Oh, Randy! Dude, he's so cool. He walks in there, and you can tell he's a little older and stuff, but he's he's so cool. He's so cool. He just walks in and he just starts talking to the warehouse guys. And so you got the main warehouse crew and you got, you got a lot of us guys from the stores that are there just to help out and try to get orders fulfilled as quick as possible. And he's talking to those guys and he's totally telling them how much he appreciates them. And if uh, they ever have any ideas that would help them out or whatever, don't hesitate to call him directly. You know, he's totally open to any sort of, you know, however he can make things run smoother and stuff. And this guy in the background, he perks up and he goes, hey, Randy, I got a hot date on Friday. Can I use your uh, Ferrari? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we all kind of jiggle. I kind of laugh as I'm walking past. And I walk past as he's still talking to the guys. And he looks at me. And I got a face mask on. He's got a face mask on. I got my wild hair Jesus crawling out the side of my, 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 uh, my, the dude. Think about the dude wearing a baseball cap backwards walking past you. I'm telling you, you look more like homie, the clown I'm telling you, there's got like some Afro puffs coming out the side of the baseball I cap. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I looked like if I was Jesus trying to do a rally, like, come on guys, let's get together. But anyway, I walked past him. And he looks at me, and I look at him, and I'm like, hey, Randy. And he goes, hey, how are you? And I was just like, yeah. And 
I knew he was talking to the warehouse guys. I'm not part of the warehouse crew. So I just walked right past them and just kept working. Cause I was like, I got shit to do, you know? And, uh, but yeah, he's always, he's always pretty cool. He's, I mean, going to ask for working for somebody who he does care about his employees pretty, pretty good. You know, it's good to have a job like that. I mean, you have, you have to, in order to get fired from this company, you pretty much have to steal. And if you steal, he's probably not going to press charges. He's probably not going to, he's probably lost respect for you, but he's not one of those guys that's trying to, you know, he's, he's very grateful of his employees because, for what we've done and we've gotten benefited well, but he's also benefited really well because he owns the place, but he appreciates his employees. And I think that's something that when you're a small business owner, you tend to do that more is that you do appreciate your, your employees because if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, Kudos to him for starting it and giving you guys the opportunity. But yeah, you guys really make the ship sail. I mean, you guys are selling stuff. You've been there since what? Ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety five, ninety five, bitches. It's twenty twenty. You've been there for twenty five years. I took I took about three. I took about two and a half years off trying to do real estate. But I you've been there for twenty five. Right when the house. You've been there for twenty years. You've been there for 25 years. Oh, yeah. Pro golf. And you know what he does? You know what he does on 25-year anniversary for employees? What's Every it? two years, he gets the 25 uh, anniversary guys together, and he puts them on a couple of charter plans, flies them out for a golf trip, free of charge, gets uh, made in, gets a professional cook in, just so we can, I mean, it's like, a trip, it's, and he does it every every other year once you're past 25. If you've been there long enough, he takes you on a couple of these because he can write them off. And he's like, honestly, I've been there for so long, and when he saw me, he knows he recognizes me, but he doesn't know who I am because he doesn't need to come down the stores because he's always put good managers in positions to where he doesn't have to do anything down there. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you notice, you notice at work how many people have been there for twenty plus years. Yeah, long time. I mean, the last, the last new guy we hired was like eighteen years ago. Yeah, no, it's crazy. People stick around that company. Unfortunately, it was. Uh, the homeless Matt Sweeney. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I got him a job there. I remember he was working at Baskin Robbins, and every time we'd go out, I'd have to flip the bill because I was making more. And I go, dude, you need to get a job that pays you better. I got him a job there. And then he turned, he turned into. Eh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh. Try not to give a job to somebody who's gonna sleep with your girl ex girlfriends down the road. That's a note to anybody listening right now. Yeah, if your 25 years taught you anything, don't hire someone that's going to try and sleep with your exes. 
Well, it's not like I care, but you don't think it would be a buddy of yours. Well, you never know. I mean, shit. Can't trust anybody these days. Not even, well, not even, what? not even homeless Matt Sweeney. Well, I trust you. Yeah, but uh, I trust you too, but only with certain things. Most things, not everything. I, I would imagine you feel the same. Well. You're saying what you could rely on me to do. There's certain things I would totally trust you with, and there's certain things I totally wouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's... Well, no, is that a rely? Is that like a rely? Like, oh. you could rely on me? Like, if you were in a certain spot, you could call me, and I could be like, yeah, I'll be there. I'd say, yeah, for the most part. You know I mean? <laughs> I mean... But depends depends on which it depends on like, it, it depends on which state I catch you in. You know what I mean? So there's so there's certain spots where you're like, I don't want you to be any part of this, Danny. Even though we're good friends, I don't want you to be a part of this at all. Just doesn't fit, fit, may may not fill your skill set. I don't know. I mean, I'd invite you on to anything. I mean, like socially, like you can jump in the pool with anybody. You know, I just think that uh, I don't know. You would, you wouldn't say, "Hey, Danny, why don't you go with me to the uh, gym? We're gonna, I'm gonna have you uh, grapple with some uh, black belt jujitsu guys. You'll love it." I'd take you. I'd, I'd take. I'd take you to the gym, but uh, I wouldn't trust you with like fucking, you know, uh, I don't know, defending America or anything like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean. Well, it depends what time I need to wake up. I got to work now. So exactly. I got exactly. Exactly. There's no really, you know, choosing to do it. It's just like certain things that, like, I don't know, some people were just built to do. Like, I mean, I just don't, I, I couldn't see you in the Marines ever. I couldn't see, I mean, I could imagine myself in the Marines, but I would imagine that it'd be really tough for me because, like, I'm not that tall. I'm not that big of a guy, but I can do some pretty ex- extraordinary things like physically, like I've ran two full marathons. Uh, I've done countless amounts of jujitsu competitions. I mean, I won several of them, but I think I'd have a hard time being a Marine. You know what I mean? Some people just aren't built for certain things. No, but you know, if you apply for that, and you're like, hey, I want to be a Marine. And they're like, that's great. And then they give you all the tests and stuff and your medal thing. And they go, hey, we think you would best suit the Marines if you were a uh, radio uh, interceptor. You're really good with communications because they always find your strengths, right? I don't know, man. Like sometimes I just look so for crazy people to go really in the good. desert and shoot people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but you're really good with communications and stuff like that. So they'd be like, "Hey, you're good with communication. You're good with electronics. We're gonna set you up on this thing. It's gonna be an off-site thing, but it's very crucial for what we do in our service to the country. You would still be serving the country, but maybe you're not like on the front lines with a gun, going, "Who am I gonna shoot?" That's you know? what well, that's what I'm saying is like I mean not everybody's built for that 
like everybody does have to like I'm saying you've got your you've got incredible strengths and we've got incredible weaknesses too you know what I mean so it's like <laughs> I mean you gotta quit smoking cigarettes you know for one and, no. you, and you can do it you can quit smoking you can quit doing everything in your life and be completely no beer no dabs no cigarettes no any, no cocaine nothing and, I haven't. Hey, I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, that's all right. There's nothing good anymore. That's what I hear. That's why I don't. Well, do, I don't do it either. I like it too much. I've been high on coke a couple times, and it's it's a lot of fun. But um, I just know that. I just don't I trust say, the new stuff. I just well that, and uh, I don't trust myself on cocaine yet. Like I mean, I can have a couple drinks and kind of know where I'm at. But like with any other hard drugs like i mean i've never taken i've never had meth or anything like that where like they're super ambient you like you just don't know when this wild ride's going to end like well there's certain things you shouldn't do right exactly there are certain i things. mean just bottom line no i mean i have a limit i have a limit i have certain things that i will try and i got to the point in my life where i'm pretty pretty try pretty tried all the stuff that i but I wanted to try, and there's a lot of stuff out there I don't have any interest in trying at all. There's just why. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, literally, there's certain things that it's like, oh, it's kind of like, what, what's, what's the high? Oh, it's kind of like standing on a railroad waiting for a train to hit you. That's, it's fun. Yeah. That doesn't sound like doesn't any fun. Like fun. That doesn't sound like fun. No, so how about I just don't do that? Because I see you over there tweaking. You lost your house, your family, and you don't even have a dog anymore. Uh, I don't think I'd like to be in your situation. I just think people society, people, people that are tweaking think it's the greatest thing thing in town. Like I mean, like when you're high, like I mean, when you're really drunk, like it's you're you're fucking on cloud nine. You know, like there's nothing stopping you. Um, yeah, but do you think it's like a spiritual feeling that they're feeling, or do you think it's like a uh, release of any, like, they almost feel like they're, I always wonder that, because if you don't think about the afterlife, but you can, like, there's a lot of people that don't believe in an afterlife, totally understand, but a lot of these people that don't believe in the afterlife get themselves so close to death time and time again that you're like, you're wondering if they're actually trying to see, like they're trying to get so close to death to see if there is something else. I think people need to release emotionally, and that's what the drugs and alcohol do for you. But, um, you know, when you come back to life, that grip that had you before that made you want to drink or do drugs gets you harder and and squeezes tighter. But um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But we got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. But, uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about this maybe some other time. But uh, go to your local AA meeting. <laughs> and then you tell me, yeah. then tell me if you got a problem. Talk to those people. Anyway, this, peace. This is your captain speaking. I'll be following up into the AA building yeah. here.